Hello, and welcome to On Wednesdays, We We Spill Tea. I hope you're thirsty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Here with me today, I am going to have two co-hosts. Our first co-host is going to be my friend, Rachel, and she is married with children. And our second co-host today with me uh, will be Vanna, and she is single with cats. And I am also married with children, but I wanted to bring Rachel on for a different perspective from mine because she is super mom, (laughs) whereas I am... It's Pizza Rolls or Happy Meal Mom. So, uh, what I first want to do is I would like for Rachel, since she has never been on the podcast before, to just go ahead and introduce herself for us. So, take it away, Rachel. Well, hi. I'm Rachel. I am 30-ish years old. We're not going to get into that old lady stuff. I have three tiny humans, two of mine, and then one that I share with somebody else. They rage in ages from teenager all the way down to, I'm about to have a second grader. Everybody pray for my gray hairs. <laughs> I'm a manager at one of the local downtown restaurants and I have a food truck. So my life is chaos. Thank you so much for making time to come and be on the podcast today. What I'm going to do, we are finally recording Married with Kids versus Single with Cats. So what I'm going to do, Rachel, is I'm going to ask you some questions, and then I am just going to react to your questions as well as I'll react to Vanna's later as well. And we're just going to see the different lives that the three of us hold. Got it. Um, My first question for you is, what does an average day look like for you? I get up around 5.45, get up, get ready, go to work until like 3 Come home, look at my giant meal plan list because twice a month I sit down and plan out every breakfast, lunch, dinner, three snacks a day. My kids are very well taken care of. And then I check our conflicting list of to-do crap because summertime is the only time that we really can pack all the fun things in that every kid wants to do. (laughs) Yeah, see, this is super mom because what an average day looks like for me is depending on if I work or not. Um, if I don't work early in the morning, I usually get up around 10 or 11. <laughs> My daughter goes to bed late and she sleeps in. We have tried altering that sleep schedule and the best we can do is her in bed by 11 and waking up by 1030. <laughs> Man, <feel> <laughs> so we try our best. But um, on an average day, what I do is I'm a server. So I've said a million times I will... Wake up, uh, we will watch TV and kind of wake up. I'll feed my daughter breakfast. So then I sit around and hang out with her. We play, we change diapers, we try to use the potty. And during the summer right now, my son will mosey on down probably about 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon because he's staying up to like 4 in the morning right now. Where's breakfast? Yeah, well, no, he gets his own damn breakfast. <laughs> I've taught him how to effectively make his own breakfast, lunch, and dinner if needed. Because my child, as I've mentioned before, has autism. And so it took us a long time to get here. (laughs) Now, two of your kids has autism, correct? Yep. 
The oldest and the youngest. The oldest and the youngest. Yes. And then two of your children also have like a rare growth thing, right? They have human growth hormone deficiency. So endocrinologist every three months. And this has been going on for several years because Rachel and I have been friends for... Eight years now. Eight years now. You want to tell them how we met? (laughs) So we were both working at one of the old biker establishments on State Street. <laughs> um, my husband was a line cook there and he comes home and tells me, oh my God, there's this girl who has a Mario tattoo and I think you all are going to be friends. So I set out on like a freaking mission to go and find her. <laughs> and as soon as I heard her laugh, because I will tell <laughs> you, that's one thing anybody who's ever met her will say, you know her by her laugh. And I heard it. I was in the front of the restaurant and I made a beeline back there and said, we're going to be best friends. The next question is what I'm most excited to ask you. And what does your average grocery visit slash bill look like? My average grocery visit, if you count it for the whole month, is about $985 between between the three kids. I will say, you know, autism spectrum mentioned, we've got some pretty strange like Food avoidances and snack needs. Damn, girl! But let me just tell you about Rachel. Rachel makes fucking chef-grade meals. She talks about her kids having food avoidances and, like, being picky. But let me just tell you, these kids are, like, eight months old, two years old, eating shit like pad thai and, like... (laughs) Yeah, that's still... Chorizo tacos and gumbo and... (laughs) Still a pretty big thing. Well, my youngest one has a lot of food avoidances with uh, protein. So we have a lot of protein substitutes. Um, Impossible meat, beyond meat. If you're looking to sponsor anybody, hit a bitch up. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's a weird combination of like, I can plan out every meal for an entire month, but then I have to have backups. All right, so my average grocery bill is usually about... $80 $80 a week, <laughs> but my average fast food bill, <laughs> now that's different. Um, we go out to eat probably almost every single meal. What is your version of a perfect Saturday night? Probably at the lake. Mm-hmm. Like an average Saturday yeah. that's perfect. Got the kids war slap out doing whatever kind of crazy activity we think of for the day. Come home, pop some popcorn. In my 1950s stovetop in a walk because, <laughs> God forbid, you have a microwave. Yeah, y'all do everything the longest, hardest way possible, but food always tastes so much better at your house. But do that. Go out and try and do the oven s'mores, or if the fire was already rolling, go do that. Throw the kids in bed by 930, and then I'm dead. about 15 minutes later scroll through the tiktok (laughs) so my version i can't even say my version of a perfect saturday night because where i wait tables i work every saturday you know if i'm off for some odd reason um, my husband is also off and my son is always with his grandmother from my ex-husband's side usually a saturday night consists of for us watching a movie or watching binge watching a show just trying to also keep my daughter entertained i mean usually that's what we do we we don't do a lot like we're not like rachel and her family where they're like oh let's go to the lake let's roast s'mores let's pop popcorn in a walk if we eat popcorn we throw that fucking instant bag in a microwave (laughs) (laughs) um the boys are all hung up on flaming hot cheetos with 
cream cheese. <laughs> because cream cheese. Yeah, man. Like, when has my life ever been easy? No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it can't be something like, oh, well, here's a bag of chips. Um, where's the cream cheese, mother? It's gotta be the whipped crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. No. <laughs> They're like, this isn't Philadelphia. <laughs> the next question is, other than bills, rent, and food, what do you think you spend a majority of your money on? Kids' activities. Taking them to go to the, uh, what was it, the kiln festival where you have to pay $150 a kid for them to make their own plate. Good God. Or Cooper's Gem Mine. Taking them to do, like, just the stupid little crap that you want them to remember for the rest of their life. Like, yeah, I would definitely say it's taking them to just go try and make memories because that's the coolest thing I have left of my mom is the stuff that we did. Bristol isn't rich in activities like Kingsport is. Sorry, I'm going to crap all over this place for five <laughs> seconds. Because Fun Fest, it's free. Boys to Men is going to be at Fun Fest on July 21st, and I wanted to go so bad. So I can't go see Boys to Men. Uh. That's where I saw NSYNC before they were them, I guess. I was close enough to see Justin Timberlake's one little earring bounce up and down when he jumped. Because <laughs> they try to do the crisscross while you were up there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I saw Backstreet Boys live twice. Once when I was 13 and once when I was 36. <laughs> Jealous. I guess a majority of my money goes to, if I'm not counting like food, we have to have um, rent bills. Um, I spend a lot of fucking money on coffee and Red Bulls. Um, Dragon See, Fruit Red Bull. Coffee, coffee is built into that food cost for me, dude. I'm not, not going to say I don't run on all the caffeine in the world. And Thai tea. Yeah. I'm starting that food truck. I brew a pot of Thai tea a day. I just, coffee is a luxury item. That's why I included it for me. Because I know yeah, for too. you, you're like, you can make your own bougie-ass coffee at home. <laughs> I cannot. I have to go out and spend astronomical amounts on coffee. I can't live like that. Well, it's very, like, I only get it when I make really good money. No, for sure. I'm not saying don't treat yourself. But, like, yeah. for me, that's a cost that I can't justify because... I have to go to Charlottesville for the youngest one's lung doctor, mm -hmm. or I have to drive to Bumfuck, Kentucky yeah. for the oldest one for something. And it's just, it's a never ending, like, go mission for me. Yeah, but you have also, Rachel, you're what, 32? 31. 31. Okay. She owns her own food truck, which she told me eight years ago she wanted to start. She did it. So I'm just going to brag on you for a minute because don't make yourself sound like, oh, well, I, you know, I only spend my money on my children. This bitch saves. This bitch somehow manages to have raised three children, make sure they have all these memories, make sure they have everything they need, the clothes, everything. And she literally paid off her house. She got a 2021 Prius. Uh, yeah, 2020. 2020. She's almost paid it off. Like, she is the most responsible person with her money. She schedules, she plans, she does everything that I do not. <laughs> I um, just bought a car, but even before I had just bought my car, I had my other car, and it was still long before it was going to be paid off. And I still rent, so. <laughs> I mean, now, you know, I had my life together at one point, but divorce 
fucking wrecked that. So, <laughs> all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. And uh, once we come back, we have a few more questions to ask Rachel and we will be right back. So stay tuned. All right. And we are back. I am here with my friend Rachel and we are talking about married with children. So how long have you and Chris been married? It's been seven years. Seven years, I think. How long have y'all been together? Over 10. Okay. Describe the steps you have to take to spontaneously go do something fun without your children. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When's the last time that you and Chris went out without the kids? Three years ago. (laughs) What did y'all go do? Uh, We took them to Tina's house. Uh, We had to go somewhere in Kingsport. It was when we were starting to source some of the bubble tea crap. For your food truck? Yeah. And I dropped them off at Tina's and he goes like, all right, let's go to the Asian market. And I was like, no, man, first and foremost, (laughs) I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to remember what it's like to drink my coffee before it's watered down. (laughs) Yeah. And eat food that's hot. So when you do get to do something without the kids, describe what you have to do in order to be able to do it. I mean, find a babysitter, make sure that all their medications got taken because X, Y, and Z could happen if they didn't do that. Um, their grandparents aren't grandparents, like right. love them to pieces, but they raise their kids. They're done. Yeah. I know that both of your parents pass away. I'm an orphan. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not laughing about your parents passing away. I'm just... I have a dark humor, man. It's like getting food in a third world country. You either get it or you don't. <laughs> like, and I got it. <laughs> I, I just... Um, anytime that I uh, get put in an awkward conversation or like something, I'm like, can I interest you in an awkward comment a joke question mark (laughs) okay then i got nothing after that i'm ass out (laughs) planning what we're gonna do for that 45 minutes of freedom is it more important to go and accomplish a task that takes 14 times as long with the tiny humans or do you take a nap (laughs) yeah So that leads me into the question that says, how often can you have sex if you want to? (laughs) I have to put that shit up on a calendar. (laughs) (laughs) So you just have to like the red X on your calendar of your perfectly planned world. Yeah. This bitch is so organized. She schedules sex. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not something I'll brag about, but yeah, like. It's the night that I will remember to slip the kids the melatonin <laughs> and lock my damn door because, uh... So, how often do you schedule it? Man, I try for once every three months. <laughs> every three? I can't say shit. <laughs> Me and my husband, like, my daughter still sleeps in our bed. My daughter has severe separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. She's almost three years old. She's had it since the day she was born. And people are like, your child can't have separation anxiety since the day they're born. And I say, bullshit. Because when I gave birth to my daughter, like I had said before, it was during COVID. And she's never been a day without you. And she never, like, I mean, she has. I just went to Savannah last week. But, you know, it's just, she's not good alone. She cannot be alone. 
if she even rolls over and isn't touching somebody in her sleep, she wakes up. And it's been like that. Like, and I mean, she's been like that. I literally have a video of Rachel bringing me chicken, like a rotisserie chicken, when she was like a couple of weeks old or maybe a month old or something. Or maybe it was when she was first born and that's why you brought me food. And literally, I put her down so I could try to eat and we recorded it. And I, she's sleeping. She's content. I put her down and she just starts screaming. Mm-hmm. So Josh and I... We'll be like, we'll get pumped and we'll be like, let's give the baby some melatonin tonight. We'll go in the spare bedroom. We'll get it on. Because we got a bedroom that's supposedly supposed to be my daughter's room. But being she doesn't use it, we <laughs> just put her extra bed in there when we bought a new one. So we got a queen size bed in the supposed baby's room. Like, we will be like, okay, so on Wednesday, let's go and have some sex. And then either my children ruin that or my period does right now i think we're cruising up on about two to three months usually the longest that we go before we have a breakdown is like six seven months i think that's the longest like going back and answering the question on describing the steps for me to spontaneously go do something fun like for me and josh to do it together it's almost impossible for some reason but like if josh is at work i can be like well, I'm going to take my baby over to her grandparents. Mm-hmm. And they'll just take her most of the time, even if it's last minute. And so I don't struggle with it as much now as I did the first time. Like, the first time I did not have a supportive spouse. My husband would not take the baby. I lost a lot of my friends when I was younger for the simple fact that he did not feel comfortable being alone with his own son. Whereas Josh, any time that I need him to take her... He will take her. And he'll take my son, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... And he's like, the fact that you think you even have to ask is just weird to me. These are my children. Yeah. Well, for Chris, it's like being outnumbered. Yeah. So, I try to do it in, like, two-hour spurts if I'm going to go have coffee with a friend. And then I'm rushing to get back home. Yeah. But us going together, it's like a moot point. We don't even talk about it anymore. Because yeah. Because it's just, it's not going to happen. No. And that's one of the things, um, me and my husband went through like a rocky patch a few months back to a point to where I thought we could possibly separate. Just for the simple fact of, you know, now looking back on it, we were just not communicating. But also, I told him, I was like, we never go out. We never do anything together without our kids. And he, you know, that's the one thing he hasn't delivered on, but he's delivered on everything else. So I'm kind of taking it as a compromise. But as a mother, like being able to just get up and do whatever the hell you want at any time, it's just non-existent. Mm-hmm. Especially when your kids are young or they have special needs. And in mine and Rachel's case, we have both. It's just crazy. Like, it's it's wild. Like, all I got to say is if you are not prepared to give up your selfish lifestyle, do not have children. So going into the next question, what steps do you have to take to prepare for a vacation with your husband and your children? Okay, so we've got to go pack everybody's X, Y, and Z for all of these days. Did you get their medication? Are you sure you got their medication? Mm -hmm. Is their medication on ice? Mm -hmm. Um, How many potty breaks are we going to take? If it's a five-hour car ride, I guarantee you we will be there in seven. God. Uh, how many times are we going to have to stop and eat on the way? Of those places, how many of them is one child going to throw a fit about? Mm-hmm. Where's the compromise location? 
Holy crap, we have to stop at effing Bucky's. <laughs> How many times are we going to have to pull over for them fighting so uh, I could threaten their lives? Yeah. <laughs> 3,999. He's breathing my air or he's touching me. Rachel has, I don't know if she said that all of her children are boys. All three of them are boys. And when I say they're boys, they're boys, boys. You know, like, my son Party, is like... burpy, nasty, gross. Wild, boys. fighting, WCW going on. Like, mm-hmm. just, they are 100% boys. And, you know, like, my son is, like, very delicate and very, like, emotional. And, like, you know, stuffed animals and, like, very gentle with his toys and stuff. And then... <laughs> And then we have how many times? <laughs> how many times do we have? Did we used to have my son coming downstairs being like, "Mommy, um, Rachel's kids broke my stuff," <laughs> and they don't mean to. It's not like they're mean kids. No, they're, they're just, just rough kids. They don't know their own limits. I don't know why he got so upset when I smacked him in the face with a Nerf gun. <laughs> Or the the panda, dear God, that's the never the panda pillow. Yes, the panda pillow. Kai, well, the oldest one ripped out panda pillow eyeball, and and the youngest one has been attached to that pillow since he was little baby. He was born, and I'm telling you, when you think raw has some shit, nah, man, (laughs) (laughs) like throw yourself like a human projectile between them. He didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. I don't care. What would you name, what would your kids' wrestling names be? The Goliath would be the tiniest one because he is little, but he is mighty and his temper is 55 stories high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the middle one, he's going to be the intimidator because <laughs> he will get his way whether or not he has to threaten you within an inch of your life and he will make you feel stupid. And then the oldest one, I want to just say he's like the bear. He's going to go at you with every freaking force that can be reckoned with. And he's just got the raw might yeah. of all the ADHD rage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like with his autism, is you know, like if you're not familiar with autism, like the spectrum is very wide and very vast. And it's almost like no two kids have the same symptoms. And her oldest son has the anger part of it. And the youngest. Mm-hmm. They have... So they called them the iceberg kids. Mm-hmm. So autism kind of has like an iceberg and it's like watching the Titanic. What you see is not what you got. Right. You see the tip of it. And that's the fidgeting, not being able to sit still, uh, the forever need to go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Like the youngest one is the freaking energizer bunny on Coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then underneath it is the compulsion, the ADHD, the... Um, what's this a big one he has? Oppositional defiant disorder. And that's the need to tell you no, go fuck yourself and beat the hell out of you on the way down. Well, and he see, doesn't realize it. See, when my son got diagnosed with autism, that's what they told me that he had. But I don't feel like he has that. I, he argues like he's fucking got a law degree. Mm-hmm. It's not the urge to tell me no. He just always has to have the last word. He just always has to argue with me about every single thing or ask why and stuff like that. I'm like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And he's like, but why do I need to do that? But why do I need to go to bed? But why is it like that? But why? And I'm like, because I fucking said so. I'm your mother. I'm the boss. I said, and you're going to do. The steps that I have to take on a vacation are, first and foremost, I have to accept that I'm going to forget something. Because I will. 
Every vacation, it does not matter. I will always forget to pack something. It's always the most random of things, but somehow it's also important. (laughs) But I pack three separate bags. I pack one for me, one for my daughter, and one for my son. Now, this is just speaking from experience for one vacation. We have only taken one family vacation together, all together. And it was literally in May of this year. We went to Myrtle Beach, or as I like to call it, Dirty Myrtle. And so I look at like a generalized packing list and realize I forgot half the shit that we actually are going to end up needing. So then I had to pack a whole nother bag. And that was my forget me bag Mm -hmm. because I was literally going to walk away and have forgotten all of it. My life is very chaotic where Rachel's is very organized. On the outside, man, the anxiety ship will be rocking all night long. Yeah. But did you forget to unplug the stove? Yeah. Left. (laughs) But you know, it's just my life is just very chaotic, and I forget everything. Like I can't make plans because when I make plans with people, I forget. Um. So it's like if I don't live my life by the seat of my pants then I have people get mad at me and stuff because they're like, well, you said we would hang out on Monday or you said we'd hang out on Sunday. What are we going to do? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I have 20 things that I have to do that day. And I mean, honestly, I have one day off a week and that's Sunday. And I spend that with my family. And then I have to think of how I'm going to fit everything else I need to do between working for the next six days in a row. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I work at my retail job on Mondays, and then Tuesday through Saturday, I work at my serving job. (laughs) The thing is, is like, I work my retail job early in the morning on Monday, but I still have, like, Monday is my errands day. And now, I've also added recording the podcast to that day. So, it's... It's non-stop. It's non-stop. It's not a day off. No. So, you know, and it's just like, because we do this podcast that like 10 people listen to. And I do it every single Monday. And I'm very anal about it. But I'm hardly anal about anything else in my life. How much is a typical bill when you go out to eat with your household? (laughs) Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Um. When me and my whole family go out to eat, like, normally, if we go out to eat, we go out to the same place every time. We go out to my favorite Mexican restaurant. And what normally happens is I'm able to get away pretty cheap because... Yeah, but your oldest kid and my oldest kid eat very different. Yeah, places. yeah. Well, I mean, he eats a lot now because, I mean, he's 5'7", and, but he only weighs like 105 pounds. And he eats a lot, but it, where does it go? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But, like, but he doesn't eat as much as your oldest son. Like, your oldest son can eat more than me, and I'm a big girl, and I like to eat. But it's just, like, when we go out to the Mexican place, Josh gets, like, some dish, and it's, like, I think it's, like, $16 maybe. And then I get a dish that's, like, probably almost 20 bucks, mm-hmm. but it feeds me, my son, and my daughter. Yeah. Because I get fajitas. And me and my son split the fajitas, and and then my daughter (laughs) eats the cheese dip that comes with the free with the meal, and then she also eats rice and beans. Now, if we went to a similar like Mexican place, I want to say that was like sixty beforehand because he has to have his own thing. Oldest one does, and then he eats half of mine. Yeah, youngest one has to be the pickiest little press of them all because (laughs) bless his heart. 
The lettuce cannot touch the food. It Mm-mm. wants the lettuce, but it cannot touch the food. I don't want the lettuce. I get mad when they bring my let when they bring lettuce on my food. Like I don't get mad and like be mean to them or anything. Cause like I said, I work in the service industry. But if you put lettuce on my food, that's the one thing that will make me send it back. But he has to have three tacos. He's only going to eat one, but they taste different if you get one versus if you get three. <laughs> Does he at least eat the leftovers? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's my lunch for the next two days. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, if you start counting it like that, hey, meal prep. But, yeah. <laughs> and then the middle one, he has to get. It doesn't matter what it is or where we go. He picks the most expensive thing on the freaking menu. <laughs> and, like, at this place, it's a fish with an eyeball in it. And I'm trying to talk him down like, dude, you are not going to eat this. It's going to look at you. It's going to make eye contact. And he's like, I'm going to eat it. I wouldn't put it past him. He eats really good. Not anymore. Oh, really? Since he since used to. Have, since some things have come up, he's been quite on the picky side. Like now, avocados. Oh my gosh! They used made, to eat, the middle one used to eat anything you put in front of mm-hmm. him. What does it feel like when you're able to use the bathroom or shower in peace? <laughs> That's um, my definition of heaven, right there. Because I'm t- between three boys. And two boy dogs. And your husband. Yeah. Um, the bathroom is never clean when I finally mm-hmm. get there. There's piss dribble on the seat. Mm-hmm. There's a skid mark somewhere. So I have to build a nest Yeah. before I pee. Um, and while I am, God forbid, there's a hand, a tail, or somebody knocking on the door. Oh, yes. Like, so I'm telling you, the times that I can wake up significant amounts before them and i can go in there pee with the damn door shut and locked Mm -hmm. and then turn the water on for the shower so i can prepare myself that is that is heaven man that's better than the 45 extra minutes of sleep that i pretend that i could have got right when i get when i take a shower that is my me time and that is when i tell my husband i'm like if you even think about it, <laughs> if you even think about knocking on the door while I use the bathroom or while I'm showering, I'm gonna be mad. And then somebody always knocks on the fucking door, or my baby's always outside of the door going, Mommy, I want mommy, I want to take a bath, please. Or my biggest thing, my biggest thing. And pet peeve is when I go to poop, I do not want to be spoken to at all. Well, why would you? Do not knock on the door. Do not try to talk to me. And my husband is the worst about it. I'm. It's the. It's one of the only things that bring me shame in this world. <laughs> Everybody well, does it, it, but it literally brings me so much shame. So when I go into the bathroom, I don't want you to speak to me at all. And my husband will always be like, "Hey, babe, hey." Uh, do we have this or where'd you put this? <laughs> or I'm like, wait. could this not fucking wait five this minutes? This could have been an email. <laughs> I mean, like, this is not one of your shits, honey. Like, when you go into the bathroom, and disappear for fucking 35, 40 minutes. What do they do? Like, I, I, I don't really know. Have to know. What do you do when you're sitting in there? Because I don't know if any of you guys have this problem, but I feel like my fucking husband gets lost on his way to the bathroom. <laughs> they still to this day. You know how I used to have the shower bombarders? They'll yeah. come in there and go, hey, mom, how's your day been? 
while I'm trying to wash my butt. And I'm like, it's been great. My son thinks <laughs> that me getting into the shower is an invitation to talk to me. It's like he's got me cooped up somewhere. He knows that I can't escape him. Mm-hmm. And then also, I don't know what it is when I have to take a shower. All of a sudden, everybody in the entire house has to pee. Mm-hmm. My daughter wears diapers. We're trying to potty train her. The only time that she's like, I gotta go potty. It's the one the youngest one I'm in the shower. has to take a shit every fucking time. And I'm like, okay, well, for the love of God, just shut the lid and don't flush. Okay, mom. He has never flushed the toilet without a reminder, but he will remember every time. I that you're in the shower. Seething shower. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. It's like going into me time and then we'll wrap it up. I do not understand, like... So, I'm obsessed with makeup. I love it. I own tons of good, expensive makeup. I can't put makeup on because my household will not let me. Like, I have all this makeup, all this stuff I could put on my face. I have all this, like, skin stuff to make my skin soft and look young and get rid of fine lines and wrinkles and all this. And I don't get to use hardly any of it, hardly ever. Mm-hmm. The most I can do is, like, sometimes slap on a pair of uh, under-eye patches. Yeah. But that's about it. And sometimes, if I have, like, a second to myself, I can put on, like, some eyeliner and mascara. Mm -hmm. And earrings. I like to wear earrings a lot. Like, dangly, weird earrings. Because I feel like, if I can't wear makeup, at least I could slap some earrings in my ear and it'll dress up my face. Yeah. But before that I had my daughter, I went through a period where I wore makeup almost every single day. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, my son will go upstairs and, like, be on his own or something. But I will tell you that my baby is fascinated with makeup now wants me to put it on her all the time. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed the only time that I get interrupted with putting makeup on is when I am doing my eyeliner. Or my lipstick. Things that require... Your full attention. Full attention. And then all of a sudden, I've got a million people walking around me asking questions, asking about my day, telling me about Spirit Halloween, you know, just whatever. And they're like, well, I'm just trying to ask you a question or I'm just trying to talk to you about something. And my husband is just as guilty as my fucking children. And my daughter will like grab onto my legs and like, it's just like, girl, let go. Like you cannot be rustling me around when I'm trying to take a fucking pen and draw on my eyeball. Like, goddamn. Mm-hmm. And it also feeds into not being able to hang out with my friends as much. Because, you know, there for a while when I just had my older son, like, I got to where I could hang out with my friends. He was starting to get more independent. And now it just, when I got pregnant with that baby in my mid-30s, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like... Everything that I've worked so hard to get to by, you know, helping my son with his autism and helping him gain independence. But that is all for our Married with Children segment. Um, Up next, we're going to be talking to Vanna about Single with Cats. And I'm going to ask her pretty much the same questions. And you guys can see how much these answers differ. But Rachel, I want to thank you for coming in and talking to us in the kitchen studio. Thank you for having me. I hope you come back and do another episode or two or more. Oh, yeah. Everybody have the day you deserve. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll be right back. All right. And we are back. 
So with me this time, I have an old favorite. I have Nana. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Mm. Nana's back. Yep. Tell your friends. <laughs> this portion of the segment is going to be single with cats. So as we know, Nana has a boyfriend and has three little kitty cats. Three little kitties. That are her little babies. So... Vanna, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm about <laughs> to go to the gym. Clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get swole. <laughs> you already are swole. Hey. How, how much weight have you lost now? I'm still sitting at 20. Yeah, I took some weeks off, but... Um, you still, like your body, even though your weight's not that much different, your body looks yeah, a lot different. That's that's what that's what my mom's been saying, honestly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, moms can always tell when, like, their kid... Like, Has if lost their kid, weight. Or, or, or anything. Exactly. Like, literally automatic. Yeah, it's been fun. But, yeah, I'm back at it. The grind started again this morning, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, my mom looked at me once, probably a couple of months ago, and was like, Christy, you know that I told you that after 30, losing weight is almost impossible. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Mom. So, on to the first question. What does an average day look like for you? Oh, my average day is I don't set an alarm. I wake up whenever I want, but usually it's somewhere between 7 and Mm 8. I don't sleep in because I have a problem with feeling a lot of guilt if I waste my days, which is why I usually jam-pack them with a lot of stuff. You also um, go to bed pretty early. Yeah. So I wake up. I'll usually uh, Peloton bike in the morning um, before I'm too like exhausted to try to exercise. <laughs> so I usually do a lot of stretching and like exercising in the mornings. I drink my morning coffee. I watch the news most mornings, which sounds nerdy, but like I like to see what's going on. On my off days... Um, because I, I work a weird schedule right now. I only work Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Um, but you work doubles every day. I work doubles on all of those days. Yeah. But the rest of my days are so open. Like today was my first day off in in three days and I went to the pool. Mm -hmm. I met my friend at the pool and we swam for like a couple hours. I'm going to the grocery store. I am going to meal prep today and tomorrow now that I'm back on my Weight Watchers grind. Um... I'll play my Switch sometimes, maybe maybe like twice a week I've been hopping on my Switch. On Animal Crossing or are you on to a different game? No, I'm on Stardew and then I'm trying to finish Pokemon Violet right now. But I have been seeing a bunch of like Facebook Animal Crossing stuff and it's making me want to go back to that daily like Animal Crossing thing. I I would love to get back into Animal Crossing on a daily basis again. Okay, deal. Let's do it. We should do it. We should do it. We should. Okay, we just made a pact. (laughs) Did everybody hear that? I've been leash training my cat, so I've been trying to take him out on walks on my days off, uh, which means I take him out back and let him eat grass. That's where we're at right (laughs) now with that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I just do whatever I want. That picture you sent of me holding Ozzy was the cutest picture, and I'm probably going to post it as your photo for this week's host. Honestly, do it. And, like, like, I work to provide for my kitties. Like, they have really good lives, honestly. The best lives. They do. I think we've established that. Before. Yeah. No, I, I love those cats and I don't know. Yeah. That's where we're at. All right. So what does a typical grocery visit slash bill look like? Here lately, since my boyfriend's been living with me for a few months, we go to the grocery store together because um, 
he helps me pick out what we make for dinner for the week mm-hmm. because I will make dinner and it will last um, two or three days usually so right. that I don't have to make dinner every single night. And he snacks on it um, while I'm at work and stuff too. When I'm on my health kicks, I buy uh, healthy stuff, which means more expensive stuff, but that's what I've invested in. Um, so I go to the grocery store once every, I'm going to say week and a half to two weeks. Mm-hmm. And my grocery bill usually ranges from about $70 to about, like I cringe when I see that it gets to a hundred because it doesn't happen that often. So I right. usually escape the grocery store with the 70 to a hundred dollars. And that's with you guys not going out to eat. Right. Yeah. We don't go out to eat. Right. Yeah. I used to eat out a lot, especially when I lived really close to, like, a bunch of those fast food places and I wasn't watching my weight. Um, I eat at my restaurant um, sometimes um, because I get the food for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't – I guess where I'm just watching where I eat. And I don't, I don't go eat fast food anymore. Right. Yeah. Then that's so helped. You look great. That's helped with <laughs> – shut up. That's helped with, like, the money, though. Yeah, going out to eat saves me money just for the simple fact of I work nights. And so if I buy stuff to cook, a lot of times it just goes bad because I don't have the ability to cook it because I go to work at a weird time. I have to be at work at 3. Yeah. To 3.30. Yeah. And, you know, so it's 3.30 is not dinner time. Food is not going to be good. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's not... It's just not ideal. Like, we tried the HelloFresh, and it worked when I wasn't working nights. And then as soon as I went back to working nights, that HelloFresh just rotted in my fridge. Yeah. So, it just wasn't worth the money anymore. So, yeah. we just go out to eat so we can eat on our own terms. And usually, I eat for free at my restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's like that saves me a lot of money eating at work. And then Josh will usually provide food for the kids at night because he works at, during the day and I work at night. Yeah. So, what is your version of a perfect Saturday night? (laughs) Christy's looking at me with a big smile on her face like she knows what I'm about to say or something. Maybe first doing some sort of, like, outdoor activity or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like to go on walks and stuff. Um, I really like to go on outdoor, like, runs. Not at night, but nearing night because... Yeah, uh, we, I don't want you to People scare me. Yeah. <laughs> and then just coming inside and laying down with my cat on my chest because he lays right in my face. Anytime yeah. time I even walk towards the couch, he knows what time it is. And just like binge watching something. Yeah. That is my ideal Saturday night. It's a lot more exercise than my Saturday night see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you spend a majority of your money on other than food, rent, and bills? I don't spend a lot of money. You save a lot of money. I save a lot of money. I save the majority of my money. Yeah. I don't like buying things um, because I like the like minimal aspect of stuff, I guess, mm-hmm. because I don't want my house to look crowded. And the only part that makes it look crowded right now is like all of the, the cat toys and <laughs> trees and stuff. I mean, there's literally every single room has like 10 different cat things in it. I don't know if we've covered this before, but Vanna is a Christmas person. Versus my Halloween person. Yeah. She literally has a Christmas tree in her living room that stays up all year long. Yes. My Christmas tree stays up. Um, it's a vibe, honestly. We've actually talked about getting friend tattoos in where I get a pumpkin and she gets a gingerbread man 
just because how they make it friend tattoos is because Halloween is my favorite holiday. Christmas is Vanna's favorite holiday. But pumpkin spice is Vanna's favorite flavor. <laughs> and gingerbread is my favorite flavor. Yeah, it makes sense on like 10 different levels yeah. <laughs> for us to do that, honestly. I don't really love Christmas, but Vanna fucking loves it. I but fucking love Christmas. I just, I hate Christmas carols because I it's been beaten to my head for all the years that I've worked in, you know, the business. Yeah. And then also, like, you know, it's a time of hardship for me more so than anything because I have two kids. Yeah. And I have to get gifts. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're single, you know, not to knock it or anything, but you can be like, <laughs> hey, so for Christmas, you're getting my presents this year. Like, not presents. Right. Presents. Uh-huh. And so it's like, I'll be there at the family gathering. We can hang out, you know, yeah. I'll be there to love you. But you're not expected to really buy anything for people at Christmas a lot of times. Mm. But when you have kids, it's so much different because it's like, those kids are not going to understand if you look at them and tell them that you can't get them Christmas. Oh, gifts. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I did look at my son last year because we were having a, a pretty rough time last year at Christmas because I was changing jobs. I and I did look at him and I did tell him, you know, because it was right after I left the restaurant you worked at. Mm-hmm. I was working at the cosmetic retail store that I work at. Yeah. And, you know, I was getting hours, but I wasn't getting like a ton of hours. And my bills were more than, you know, I was really able to come up with. Yeah. And so I was really scared that I was not going to get be able to get my son Christmas. I wasn't worried about the baby. The baby yeah. don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. So, you know, she's two years old, barely. At the time. And so, I was just worried about my son. And I remember I looked at him at one point and I said, insert name here. <laughs> I said, there may be a possibility that Christmas is going to be extremely light this year. Mm-hmm. Because mommy is having such a hard time. And, you know, my son still believes in Santa. And, you know. As he should. Yes. And I told him that, you know. I have to pay Santa because I do. That's smart. (laughs) Santa has to get my money to make the toys. Mm -hmm. And so I told him, I said, you know, we may have to just have Christmas. You know, Santa may bring you a few little things and then you'll have to wait for Christmas for mommy and Josh until we get our taxes back. Mm -hmm. Because we file our taxes every year in like February. So we get them back by March. Yeah. And he looked at me and... He just said, okay, mommy, I understand. Yeah. And, like, that almost made me, like, cry. Just, and, like, it hurt me even more because I was, like, like, that he's so understanding. But I did get back at my job that I work at now before Christmas, and I always make money at my job, Mm -hmm. you know. Because I went to the cosmetics store, but I just wasn't making enough making hourly. You know, I make $13 an hour there. Yeah. And it's just like, even if you get a 40-hour work week, that's enough to cover my bills. That's not enough to buy my kids to $300 worth of stuff for Christmas each. And so I did somehow, by the grace of something, was able to get in to work at my restaurant. And I worked two jobs. And I was able to get enough money to give them a really good Christmas. Yeah. So I was really glad. Describe the steps you have to take to spontaneously go do something fun you're invited to last minute. 
That's a really good question, actually, <laughs> because there aren't that many stubs. Yeah, I know. Like, that's, that's why it's the difference, because Rachel's response was loud laughter. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um, first I have to decide if I actually want to do this thing that I've been invited to. Because uh, three quarters of the time, the answer is no. Let me yeah. think of a, a very creative response to say no. There isn't anything. I mean, if it's... There's literally no steps. I just leave the house. And right now, where my boyfriend's living with me, like, if I were to be gone, say you're like, hey, yeah, let's go do this thing. We're going to be gone from, like, five to eight, though. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, hey, boyfriend, I'm just, I just say, like, will you feed the cats tonight? Oh, yeah. I mean, he usually does anyways. He feeds my cats their dinner because they think of him as, like, the dinner person. You know what I mean? So, because they eat around six or seven, between six and seven every single night. So, if I'm gone during that time, I just want to make sure this, and, and if he wasn't living with me, I would just feed them when I get back. That's the only step that I could think of is making sure the cats have their dinner. Right. Like, that's it. Oh, my God. Tell them about the the curtains. Oh, yeah. There was... I went on... Um, I went on an overnight somewhere. I don't remember where I was staying. Maybe at my boyfriend's house or my mom's house or somewhere. And I came home and you have to walk. When you park your car in my garage, you walk up the stairs and then you're on the main level. Was it when Stead was in the hospital and you stayed overnight with him one time? Okay. Yes. Her boyfriend had gotten in a really, really bad car accident and almost died. Yes. And so she stayed with him overnight one night. Yes. I stayed in the hospital with him one night and I came home and I went up the stairs and there's windows right at the top of the stairs and I've got these cute little golden white curtains and like curtains aren't there. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. Like, where's the curtains for my windows? <laughs> of course, Ozzy's up under my feet, like, fucking screaming at me, as he should. Like, where the fuck were you last night? And I'm like, where are the curtains? Like, I knew I had curtains right here. And I go upstairs to change my clothes because my bedroom is on the top level. And the curtains had been drugged by my cat up the set of stairs and then behind my bed... Up against the wall. I saw, like, a cu- the curtains, like, peeking out from behind my bed. I mean, they're, they're taller than me, the curtains are. Yeah. They're literally seven-foot-tall curtains. <laughs> yeah. And, and they were, like, two, an And there's a set of two of them. One and two. And they were both together upstairs. <laughs> I mean, and it was insane. this her cat. Yes. <laughs> it was almost like they had tag-teamed it. It was like, you get one end, I'll get the yeah. other. Let's take these suckers upstairs. Let's like, this fucking house down, because I, I, dry food is not yeah. a meal. Dry food is a snack to no. these cats. And I probably did feed them before I left, but I was gone through the night. And that's ever since that. I haven't stayed anywhere since that mm-hmm. night. I mean, I won't leave them unless I go on vacation, which you know how I am on vacation. I'm like texting the people. Last time I went on vacation, I had three of you come and check on my cats. Yeah. And I was only gone for like six or seven days. Yeah. And I was texting all three of the people that I had paid to watch my cats. And I was just like, how are they? Send pictures. What are they doing? Are they okay? Is Ozzy okay? Did you pet him? Did you play with him? Like, I remember I started writing it down and I was using a Sharpie on a regular piece of paper. And I realized the mistake I'd made when I got to the bottom of the paper and I was like, I'm going to need like three more pieces of paper because Violet drinks from the sink upstairs. Ozzy drinks from the, uh, from the mug, from the mug at the bottom of the stairs. Binks drinks from the automatic water fountain upstairs. Like their food is in literally three different places and you have to feed them each at a certain time because With a certain food. Exactly. And you have to lock Ozzy in the bathroom while Violet eats her food or Ozzy will eat Violet's food. Because he's a fat boy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You remember. Good. Yeah. 
Yes, I do. I'm glad. I'm going on vacation next month with my mom. And thank the Lord above and any other God that you want to thank that my boyfriend will be at my house living there because I do not have to worry about a cat sitter. He is the best cat sitter I could possibly ask for. Yeah, because he doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't. And he loves those cats. He does not love the cats as much as I do. He loves Violet more than me. Violet is his baby. I love Violet. She's... Yes. She latches on to certain people, and you're one of the people she's latched on to. Yeah, I remember when I first went over to Vanna's house when we first met, um, she told me, she was like, my Violet has one eye. One of her eyes is gone. And she was like, my one-eyed cat doesn't really like people. And I came in, and I just sat down, and I wasn't trying to chase her down. I just held my hand out so she could smell me. Because I'm a cat person. Yeah. Like, we've established this. Yes. I fucking love cats. And if there's a cat, I'm going to try to pet it. And if I don't, if somebody tells me that their cat doesn't like to be pet, Mm -hmm. I will still reach my hand out so they can smell me because I know that's important when you walk into a cat's house. Yeah. Now... The only, you know, the only cat that that's ever in the history not worked with is Carl. And I tell people when they come over, do not pet my cat Carl because he is very fucking mean. And if you see him at your legs or feet, don't take that lightly. You need to immediately not move and alert one of us. That's all, that's all savage this cat is. Yeah. And like, and yes. he'll fucking bite you. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean like a little kitty bite. I mean, he will fucking try to take one of your fingers off. Yeah. He does not like strangers in his home, Mm -mm. and he especially doesn't like strangers in his home when we're not home. Yeah. He's the only cat I've ever not been able to pet. I mean, literally, like, when I think back on strays and stuff, I can usually befriend any and all cats, and Carl is the only cat in the history of Vanna that I've never been able to have been like, oh, it's Carl, let me pet him, let me pick him up and hold him. He snuggles with me at night, he loves me. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I will always take pictures or videos of him, like, snuggling or nuzzling me or, like, making biscuits or rubbing on my face with his face and, like, everything. And send it to, like, Vanna or Emily or one of my other friends that's, like, terrified of him. Because he has tried to bite or has bitten almost every single one of my close friends. Yeah. If you hear a loud, like, clicking noise in the background that I will try my best to edit out, but can't promise anything it's literally carl trying to escape from my bedroom right now (laughs) because he can hear that somebody is here and my husband is not home to be in the room with him (laughs) so what steps do you have to take to prepare for a vacation that we already didn't just talk about yeah i mean my only steps are leaving an instruction list um for the cats because it's not the type of house where i can leave on vacation and you can just walk in and be like, here you go, here you go, and go home. It's it's almost like me leaving a child at home and you and being like, you need to go check on the child when it comes to Ozzy. He's the only one out of my three because he has anxiety really, really bad. Yeah. And that's why when I'm home, he doesn't leave my side. We talked about, me and Rachel talked about when we go on vacation, like, you know, there's a whole process. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, what I didn't talk about is when I go on vacation without my children. Yeah. Like, Josh and I very seldomly have, but we have taken a trip together without our kids. Like, our honeymoon, we went to Asheville, North Carolina once. I think we went to Knoxville once. But it's like, it's not as hard for me as I feel it is for other people parents a lot of times because I have two sets of very supportive grandparents like my husband's parents and my ex-husband's parents 
are always very eager to take my children. Yeah. Say I wanted to go on a sporadic trip, like when I went to Savannah, which I went the non-busy days of work so that I wouldn't miss money. Yeah. So I left on Sunday morning. Yeah. And then got back Thursday afternoon. Planning a trip like that before now, when I was married to my first husband, that just would have probably been very hard. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that was back when his parents worked. And now um, my ex-husband's dad is retired, um, but his mother is not. But she works from home. So it's not really that hard because where my son is not a baby anymore, he can go and entertain himself. Yeah. Um, and then my daughter, my, I feel like my, Josh's parents, they are both retired and I feel like they had children just to have grandchildren just because, you know, pretty much anytime we need them to take her or even if we need them to take both of them for some reason, you know, my ex-husband's parents can't take my son. They will take both of them. No questions asked. Like there's hardly ever anything, any time that they're just like, no. But my husband is really weird about them watching them for long periods of time because, especially if it's overnight, where my daughter does not sleep well unless she's in the bed with me and Josh. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of preparation that has to go in, you know, but not as much as, like, say, Rachel. So how much is a typical bill when you do go out to eat with your household? Like, not fast food, like a regular meal in the event that you do. Yeah, probably around... I mean, we do go out occasionally. I mean, we like to go on dates. I would say between 20 and 25 plus a tip. Yes. Because he's cheap and I'm not cheap, cheap, but I'm like. But you eat like a bird. Right. I don't eat a lot. My, I don't eat a lot of food anymore. Those like regular typical restaurants, uh, Waffle House. That's a good one. I, I like to go to Waffle House. House. Applebee's, I'll go there. Those types of places are the type of places that we'll go on dates to. Mm-hmm. And our bill is between 20 and 25. And then I usually leave like a $10 bill as a tip. Right. So I usually escape with under under $40 easily. I like going to Mexican restaurants with him as well because we end up splitting like the uh, yeah, chicken cheaper. cheese and rice meal. And then our bill is literally like sitting at like $10 unless I get like a margarita or something that's right. like 15 But yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's cheaper and like, it's really good food too for how cheap it is. Yeah. How often can you have sex if you want to? Oh. (laughs) Uh, Her face just got red. (laughs) It was the phrasing for me. Yeah. How often can I if I want to? Yes. Um, I wouldn't do anything like that on my double days because I can't even walk after I work my double days. So three, if I wanted to, three days a week, four days a week. Four days a week. Yeah. I have always, like, thought about... (sighs) Clearly, I don't have children, but I'm going to at some point. Yes. I would never... Obviously, all people... I'm trying to preface this so that nobody gets offended by anything I'm about to say. (laughs) I will never have sex with my partner when a child can hear anything at all. Never. Because I was raised in a household where I wasn't introduced to sex at all. I, I think that sex is what makes a child lose their innocence is when they find out about sex and Mm -hmm. they are open to that world. Right. And... I would like to keep my child as innocent as possible for the longest time. And I've always wondered, like, for my friends that have kids, like, 
I mean, no wonder you don't have sex. Like, I, I said I'm able to have sex three to four times a week. We don't do that. Right. But you could if you wanted if to. If I that wanted to. That was the point of the question. Yes. But I've, I understand why my friends have sex every two, three, four, five, six months. Because, yeah. like, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Right. You know what I mean? Because I have friends that are able to have an active sex life with children, but that's the difference is whether your child sleeps in your room or not. Oh, yeah. Because if you are able to move your kid to another room, then you can do whatever you want in your room. You know right. what I mean? But, I mean, all parents are different. Some parent, I, my friend today, she said her baby still sleeps in her bed and she's five years old. But, like, that's not going to be me because of how I am with sex mm-hmm. and, like, Whenever I have a baby, I'm going to have to make them go in a different room. Otherwise, my sex life will also be non-existent. Right. And that's not my plan at all. Well, my son, like, my son slept in his own bed. Like, my son always slept in his own crib. And, like, my daughter from day one never, never would sleep alone. Yeah. She She has the worst separation separation anxiety of any baby I've ever seen. Yeah. And she's been like that since she was born. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know if it was because she was born during COVID. Because we we tried to make her sleep in her own bed. Mm-hmm. We tried. We tried the pack and play. Because I was like, well, we can put her in the pack and play. And then eventually we can move the pack and play from our room. Yeah. She made it maybe two nights in her entire life sleeping in the pack and play. The nursing also, where I nursed her until... Listen, this little bitch nursed until she was two years old. Mm-hmm. And I had to cut her off on her second birthday. Yeah. But I think a lot of times that that's one of the things that people struggle with if they nurse their baby. Yeah. Their babies ends up sleeping with them. Yeah. We always have that thought of, you know, we want to do it, and but it just almost never happens. It just, the baby stays up too late, or we're too tired, or we're too busy, or it's just, it's, it's a whole lot of things. Yeah. One of us always has to wake up early in the morning and I don't get home from work until 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just not something that can really happen mm-hmm. hardly at all. So what does it feel like for you to be able to always use the bathroom and shower in peace? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Well, you a got a little serious following you to the, to the bathroom when you got to pee. Every time, not when I got to pee, I just pee with the door open because nobody really comes back there when I pee. Yeah. It's because I just feel that it's just because that I have such a phobia of people talking to me when I'm trying to poop. Please don't talk to me. <laughs> don't acknowledge that I'm in there. And my husband will knock on the door and he'll be like, hey, you in there pooping? Because he knows it embarrasses me. That's so crazy. Like, I've never, like, thought about that aspect. of. Tell us how it feels to be able to just shower whenever you want to. I mean, I guess freeing. I thought it was a normal thing to be able to shower and turn. No. I don't usually turn on my music because I like to sing really loud by myself, acapella. You know how it goes. But, yeah. You know, she's got to sing Taylor in the fucking shower every night, but. I never, I've never thought of it like that. Like, I just, I go to the shower and nobody bought the cats don't even bother me when I shower. It's, it's, my boyfriend doesn't bother me when I shower. He stays downstairs. Like, no. That's so weird. It's hardly ever that I get, like, when I've had it, how my family knows that they better not come and fucking bother me other than the baby. Obviously, the baby's gonna not pick up on the cue. Right. But I turn, we have a Google Nest or whatever, like a little speaker in our bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, that is because my husband is like a weird conspiracy theorist person even though his phone is listening to his every move he would not he did not want to have 
a Google speaker that you said, hey, Google, hey, anything in any room of the house other than the bathroom. And so we have it in there. And so, like, when it's like, I'm going in here to take a shower, leave me alone. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I turn that on. Yeah. And then I sing really loud. And then when people are trying to talk to me, I can't hear them. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, one way to do it. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And, um, I mean, like, the, you being able to sleep with just your boyfriend or you being able to um, hang out with your friends when you want, like, or being able to exercise when you want. I yeah. have a gym membership I've been paying for for six months. Yeah. I mean, I've been paying for it for a year. I used yeah. it the first six months. Yeah. But, like, haven't been. I've been maybe once in the past six months. Yeah. And it's like I pay for it every single month. And every time that I think, hey, I should stop in and just go cancel it because they won't let you do it over the phone or right. anywhere else. You have to go in. Yeah. Every time I go to cancel it, I'm like, but I really need to start working out. Yeah. But my schedule with my children just does not permit me to be able to do that. Yeah. And it just, that's why I'm saying, like, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode was just, you know, for people to see, like, how basic things are taken for granted. Like, because, you know, when you have kids, you don't get that liberty anymore. Right, right. Like, once you have your baby, your exercise schedule, it's it's going to be hard unless you, yeah. unless Stead is, like, really active. Yeah. With, or whoever your partner is at that time. Like, yeah. Unless they are just really, really active. Because my husband is with my baby more than me by far. Yeah. And he does so much for me with my kids. But it's just, I don't have the time even with a supportive partner to work yeah. out. Now, maybe it's just because my priorities aren't as high on the exercise list as yours would be. Right. But, you know, even with the supportive partner, a lot of these things are really hard. Yeah. I have noticed that, like, I love children. I mean, you know that I love children. Mm -hmm. I love your children. Right. I love all of my friends' children. Right. And I have little cousins. I love my little cousins. But I do feel very... I don't want to say blessed, but I'm going to say blessed anyways. I feel <laughs> blessed that I haven't had children yet because I get to do whatever I want to do 100% of the time. Right. I don't have anything holding me back. Right. At all. Like, sometimes there was that little in the back of my head, like, someone's got to watch the cats if I decide to go to Florida for a week. But even, like, where he's living with me right now, I don't have to worry about it at right. all. Right. Like, I could, go on, I could go on vacation five times this year if I wanted to, and I don't have to worry about it. Right. And, I mean, that's how Josh was, too. Like, Josh, you know, Josh didn't have kids until we got together, which he's 38 now. So, I guess he was, like, 32, 33 years old when he finally met me. And, like, before we moved in with him, you know, my child wasn't his problem. Right. So, you know, Josh got to live 33 years of his life without kids. And then he was very quick to be, you know, like a dad to my son. Yeah. And so he literally went from bachelor to family man within yeah. a matter of months. Because we met in January yeah. and started dating. And we moved in together in like June. It just went from him being just him and Carl to me, him, my son, and our three cats. Yeah. It's two sides of the coin, though. Yeah. Because I love my lifestyle. But I also love the idea of a family. You know what I mean? And I know that I'm, I'm happy now. I'm very happy with my life right now. But I know in 10 years when I have my kid, because I'll have a kid in 10 years, mm -hmm. hopefully, 
that I'm going to be happy then too. Well, right. Because you're doing it the right way. Because I mean, like I've said a million times, and I even said it earlier with Rachel, you are doing it the right way because I said earlier you should not have kids if you can't let go of being selfish. Right. And I feel like you're in your prime right now. You know you're in your prime. Yeah. You've got things you want to do. You've got places you want to travel to and things yeah. you you know you want to prioritize in your life. Yeah. And you know, like I was told I couldn't have children. And so I wasn't really thinking about that. I was I was on the, I'm not going to have any kids trained because, mm-hmm. you know, I used to love kids. Yeah. And then my sister had my nephew and he was literally the worst baby. Like he was like a, like worse than my daughter by far. I was just like, why would anybody want to have a child? Like if this is what being a parent, me just being an aunt yeah. is exhausting. Like not even an aunt that was like really, really heavily involved. Yeah. I mean, I was there when he was born and I would go and see him because, you know, like my mom, basically got custody of him when he was just a few weeks old. Yeah. Because my sister just bounced and left him. Yeah. I got pregnant when I was 22 years old. Was not planning it. Was told that I couldn't have children. I remember having to go tell my ex-husband that I was pregnant. And we were broken up. And he thought that I was coming back to beg for him back. And really, I sat on his coffee table in front of him and threw a Ziploc bag with a pregnancy test in it. And was like, so, um, this is happening. If I could go back, um, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't have my baby because my son is like the light of my life. Right. But, but I'm sure if you could have had him at 28, 29 instead of 22. Yeah, I was about to say, if yeah. I could have had that same baby right. and just waited until later. Yeah. You know, like even if I would have got pregnant with him right before me and my ex-husband split. Yeah. You know, I was 30 yeah. when we divorced. I could have stood to have waited. Because, like, I haven't traveled a lot. I've never been out of the country. Yeah. Who knows if I will ever get to go out of the country. Yeah. At least until my children are each 18. And then that point, now that I've had my daughter in my late 30s, my kids are 11 years apart, I'll be in my 50s when my daughter's 18. Yeah. So, it's like, there's no telling what my future holds, but it's like, I can't focus on that. I can't focus on the things I want to do for myself because I made the choice to have these kids. Yeah. And so I've got to make sure that I provide for them and take care of them and do whatever their needs. Being a parent, there's not a lot of room for selfishness. Yeah, but if if you don't carve out time for yourself, I'm jumping to your own defense here. If you don't (laughs) carve out time for yourself, then you become one of those moms who no longer has a personality. Her personality is her son and her daughter. You know what I mean? I don't think you can get rid of this personality. I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap it on up. So I want to thank Vanna for coming back. Of course. And Anytime. I'm so glad that we could get you here. Hopefully I didn't offend too many people. You didn't offend <laughs> I anybody. feel like I have trouble with that. No, but. No, no. but we will see you later. So we hope you have a good day. Bye. Go spill some tea. Bye. Bye.